When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, welcome to the Arsenal Way, the Arsenal Agenda. Myself, Guy Clark and Chris Davison here to chew the fat through the big Arsenal talking points. Of course, just one day now, Chris, until the Gunners are back in action. And well, through February, we've been starved of Premier League action, but back at the Emirates and, and chance to, I suppose, reassert Arsenal's place in that, that race for the top four. Yeah, absolutely. Good morning to you, Guy. Good morning to everyone tuning in. Um it's obviously it's felt like a, an age, hasn't it, between each Arsenal game at the moment. We've had a, a, a longer break, which is obviously, of course, it can be seen in a, a positive light, um, giving us more time to prepare for each game. And obviously, it's it's been a while since that that uh, dramatic win away at Wolves. So now we've absolutely got to build on that. It was a big result for us, um, and uh, you know it was a tough place to go to um, against a, a strong team. But we managed to get the three points, which of course will help help us in our mission and our climb to 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 gain that Champions League spot this season. We've just got to to take each game as it comes now. Um, you know, as I've been saying quite a lot on here and and just in general when speaking about the the remaining games of the season, we've got to look at them as as important um, cup finals and look just go into each one, give one hundred and ten percent. You know, I think that that with a way at Wolves, we shoe a lot of grit, determination and fight, uh, despite being down to, to 10 men as well, of course. So um, that that shows that we've got the, the determination and the motivation, the hunger to to get these results. Sometimes, you know, we may not be at our best, but we, we still have to try and find a way to get over the line. And we did that against Wolves. But hopefully, you know, we, we can play um, play a, a better game against Brentford tomorrow and um be more in control of the game in parts, uh, create more opportunities, score some more goals, give us a bit more of a, a comfortable lead um, and not panic for the last sort of 15, 20 minutes. That would be nice. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think obviously Brentford are, of course, they've had a difficult run of late as well. And in front of our, uh, our own supporters at the Emirates, it's a great opportunity to just carry on the momentum now and try and get a, a, a good result, which of course, only uh, helps us um, in our in our target for the top four this season. So really important we we get a result tomorrow. Yeah, been an age since the Wolves game. You say an age since the last home game against Burnley, and have to go all the way back to what the first of January for the last Arsenal goal at the Emirates. So mm. let's hope that we can certainly see that tomorrow. Do make sure if you're joining us to uh, drop a like on the video and get involved in the chat box. Graham, good morning to you, Mark, Stevie, Jackson, Danny all getting involved this morning. Do leave us your thoughts on the talking points we're going through this morning here on the Arsenal agenda. And, and first one off the bat that I want to get into, Chris, is Vinay Venkatesham speaking in the, in the fans forum this week about why Arsenal didn't decide to make any signings in the January transfer window, effectively saying that the only business that would have been done is anything that Arsenal would be looking to do in the summer and to bring it forward six months. Now, I have to say, I think that is... Clever. I know, for example, 
Tom on the channel was sort of looking enviously at Burnley bringing in Val Veghorst saying, actually, why could Arsenal, if we needed a striker late, not readjust and do something like that? For me, actually, I think the best laid plans are to just go ahead with the long-term vision for the club rather than make some sort of short-sighted signings because in the past they really haven't worked for the club and we know the contract situation that Arsenal are very good at getting themselves into. But what was your take on on kind of the, the, the fallout from that? Look, I think you can look at the, the lack of business in two ways. First of all, the, the inner supporter in us will always be a little bit disappointed when the club doesn't bring a new signing in because, look, it's exciting. But actually, when you look at the route that the club is taking and the, the new strategy that they've put in place when it comes to the, to transfer windows and, and, and new signings. We go back to the summer. They had a very specific profile um, and, and, and the, sort of in terms of characteristics who they were going for. They had a very clear plan of what they wanted to do. And um, they executed it really well. Obviously, the summer transfer window is a lot easier to operate within. More players are available. More clubs are open to doing business. And obviously, there's more time as well rather than just the, the one month in January. I think we've come a long way now. We've come very far from you know your typical panic buys, last-minute deals in the transfer window. If Arsenal can't get the right player, if Arsenal can't get a player that they think or that they feel is going to add quality instant to, instantly to this team, and not just quality, but personality, character, hunger, passion, loyalty, everything that Mikel Arteta looks for in a player, then I just don't think they're going to, 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 to look at it at all. So I, I think we've come a very long way from that, and the, the, the strategy that Edu, Mikel Arteta, and the, the Arsenal hierarchy have put in place isn't, along those lines anymore. And I think Mikel Arteta said it after the transfer window shut that, you know, Edu and his recruitment team done a fantastic job. I'm happy with the current squad. We've we've always said now here at Arsenal that if if the right players aren't available, then we're not gonna we're not gonna you know even think of the idea of bringing anyone else in. So look, it, it will always be a little bit frustrating, especially when, you know, you think the likes of Ainsley Maitland-Niles was loaned out, who's a versatile player, can cover numerous positions. Callum Chambers is gone. Obviously, we sold Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who's been our star striker over the last four years, scoring 90-odd goals and over 100 appearances. You know, they're all players that have played their part over the last few seasons that can be important for this team. So when you, you you get to the deadline day and nothing's happening on the incomings front, I can... I don't. I was frustrated myself, and I was a little bit annoyed. I was a little bit worried. Actually, hang on a minute. We're letting all these players go. Yeah, we've got well, a vital sort of last thing, seventeen games. That, mm. that sort of seems to be the thing that Vinay Venkatesham referred to was any business that was going to get done in the summer. If we could bring it forward six months, we would now. Yeah. There was a number of contracts cancelled, which fall into to that bracket. But I'd say Jackson's got in touch on, on YouTube. Says our. Oh, Transfer pragmatism should be praised. Tyson to see some duds enter on mammoth wages, which we're avoiding under the current management. Looking forward to riding the roller coaster till the end of the season. Certainly does feel as though it is going to be a roller coaster end to the season. My issue is is the striking situation. I mean, we we let Abamian go, which I think isolated was the right decision. But equally, the Abamian situation didn't just come out of nowhere. He missed the the home 
North London derby last season, it was quite clear he must have been on a last warning with Mikel Arteta. The bust-up happened at the beginning of December. That's effectively eight weeks that the club had to negotiate and bring in a new centre-forward option for the club, especially, and, and regardless of whether Eddie Nketiah and Lacazette are leaving in the summer, they're still here for the remainder of the season, but is two options for the final 17 games. Was that still enough? It's going to be very close to the line if it is. Otherwise, it could well blow up in, in Arsenal's faces. Now, it was clear they wanted Dusan Vlahovic, but who was the backup and why wasn't there a secondary target to say, we know how difficult the January market is, and therefore, if we can't get target number one, we need to be able to secure target two or target three. Now, that was the that was the issue for me, the frustration with it. But we will have to now wait and see what Arsenal do do in the summer. And maybe if there is interest in Alexander Isak, if that will be revived. Best move on to our second uh, topic, though, and this regarding to the game against Brentford. And Takahiro Tomiyasu back in training. And, uh, well... He's, he's been a key player this season, hasn't he, Chris, for Arsenal since coming in? And we saw he wasn't anywhere near ready for the Liverpool second leg in the, the Carabao Cup semi-final. So hopefully this break and this period away has given him a chance to, to really get back to full fitness. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I can't sort of um, you know explain how Tommy, how vital Tommy Asser has been for Arsenal this season. Um, I think when you look at how Emerson has done at Tottenham compared to how Tommy Asu has done at Arsenal, obviously Emerson was a player that we were strongly linked with and we actually originally um, explored getting him in um, according to reports before going for Tommy Asu. Um, we sort of count our, our lucky stars, don't we? And, and just think that, you know, it was a the right decision in the end. Take Hero has been fantastic, you know. I think a lot of pressure would have been on his shoulders. Obviously, he's coming from Bologna in, in the Serie A. No one knew a lot of a, a lot about him. Um, no one had really seen much of him apart from those who obviously watched Italian football quite often. Um, but you know, again, with the, the the Ben White signing and and Odegaard, obviously we were familiar with him anyway. But Ramsdale as well, Sambi Lakonga, all the players that we brought in last summer. With Tommy Asu, you, you just constantly heard good things about him. People who watch him regularly or have worked with him before praise him, praise his attitude, say he's a, you know, a good quality player. And, um, you know, that, that sort of, when you could see that pattern um, being created with Tommy Asu and the other players that we brought in, and obviously this constant praise that these, these new signings were getting. I remember on deadline day, I, again, I wasn't that familiar with Tommy Asu when, when obviously the reports came out that we were going for him. So, you know, I, I, I you know, I looked him up and, and done a bit of research. And, you know, again, obviously on social media as well, people were just constantly praising him. And it's, it didn't take long, did it? You know, since he put on that Arsenal shirt. And I think he made his debut against Norwich, if I remember correctly, at the Emirates, um, uh, you know, at the start of the season. I think that was our first win of the season as well. And he had a fantastic debut. Um, I think he actually got a standing ovation when he went off um, during that game. And just instantly, you know, you could see his his work rate, his quality on the ball, um, his, his, his solid solidarity at the at the back. You know, defending it was it was fantastic. And he's also a bit of a threat going forward. Great energy. Maybe not the quickest um, in terms of a full back or a right right wing back that you would. You'd see, but again, he, he's still 
you know, has and carries um, a fair amount of pace and he, he loves to bomb forward. He links up well with a lot of his teammates, can put in a great cross. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, he's hardly put a foot wrong for me. Um, maybe one or two games where he's maybe looked off the off the mark a little bit. But apart from that, he's been fantastic and a really, really crucial part of that back line this, say, this season. Um, and still, he's, he's relatively young, so he can still grow and develop as a player, which I'm sure he will do. He's got that attitude. He's got that mindset of, of always trying to improve his game and become stronger, become better. So um, I think it was a really, real big masterstroke from Arteta and Edu, that signing back in the summer of last year. Um, a great bit of business. Obviously, he didn't break the bank as well. I think it was around or under 20 million we paid for him. So um, yeah, great signing. Um, and, you know, it's sort of those sort of deals for those sort of players who have those characters and those those abilities that I really want Arsenal to try and, you know, target again in the summer. Um, so, yeah, great news that he's obviously back for tomorrow. Um, obviously, we don't know how fit he is and how ready he is. Obviously, the player and Arteta will have a better idea of that. And obviously, the fitness staff Um if he still isn't a 100% guy, I'll be honest, I wouldn't risk him. Maybe put him on the bench. Cedric actually done okay against Wolves. So, you know, I don't think there's any harm in terms of starting him again, maybe against Brentford and just easing back Tommy Asso again because the, the last thing we want is him picking up an injury um, If we, you know, because he isn't quite ready still to, to start or play many minutes. So it's important we tread carefully with him. But yeah, great news that we, he's, he's back and available. Yeah, Abdul, I think he's hit the, the nail on the head. Tommy is excellent. And I think we just need to boost the confidence of Cedric. He's capable of being an ideal backup. And I've said, I agree with that. Cedric does come in for a lot of heat at the time. But I think for the role he needs to do, yeah, I think he, he is more than capable for what we need. And as you say on Tommy Asu, he's just been, he's been competent. He's been solid. He's just been assured, hasn't he? Which for a number of Arsenal defenders over the last decade and more, it's looked to, you mentioned Emerson there, who, who went to Tottenham, that, a lot of the time when they come in, we're immediately thinking, what can they do offensively rather than build from the, a solid base and move forward? I mean, there have been critics of, of Tommy who say, does he offer enough in the, the, the final third? For me, he provides such a solid base from which Saka knows he can just fully attack and not even need to come back half the time. Tommy Asu's proven at, at times he's been capable of kind of taking two men, as it were, a winger and an overlapping fullback. And yeah, I think he, I think he just fits perfectly into to what Arsenal are doing. Our final point does take us back into the transfer window. And I'm going to talk about Stephen Taylor's comment here. He says, it was one of the best transfer windows for a long time. Mikel has changed the culture, developed young players, and now we have a clear strategy. No more panic buys. And as a season ticket holder since 1969, I'm more than happy. Come on, you gunners. And I suppose on that point, and the one we referenced before, of any deals that we're going to get done in the summer coming forward, we have seen it, albeit out of the transfer window, with Matt Turner set to arrive from New England Revolution in the summer in the goalkeeping position. And he's been speaking, Chris, and basically been saying, I know I'm coming in as an understudy and as an underdog, but I did that in the US men's national team, and now I'm the number one there. And feels as though he, he knows his role, and he's going to provide real competition for Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah, look, I, you know, I've spoken a bit about character and and a strong mindset during this stream. And I think if you remember when Aaron Ramsdale signed for the club and one of his first interviews, he said, look, um, it has something similar to, to Turner actually, where, you know, he, he understands that Burnt Leno's the current number one, but I'm going to come in 
and actually try and steal that spot from him and then make him a better goalkeeper. He'll make me a better goalkeeper. Um, but I'm here to push push Bernd Leno out for the number one spot and look how that, that's panned out. So this is what I want to hear from a new signing. Um, and obviously not just for the goalkeeper in, in this instance with Turner, but with any new signing that comes through the door for Arsenal, I want to hear them say similar words. You know, I'm here to you know, challenge him for that spot. I want to become a regular in this Arsenal team. I want to become better. I want to want to make my teammates better as well. This is exactly the characteristics and the and the the personality that Mikel Arteta wants from his players and that the mindset as well. So, really good to hear that from Matt Turner. Um, seems like a really down to earth guy as well. Obviously, he's he's come through the ranks in America. Um, enjoyed. Um, successful last few years. Um, I think he was undrafted at one point and he wasn't doing very well, hit quite a low point in his career. But again, you know, the ability to bounce back, concentrate, get his head down, become better, become stronger because of it. Perfect for Arsenal Football Club, perfect player for for Mikel to work under Mikel Arteta as well. So um, I'm really intrigued, really excited to to have Turner at the club. Um, And uh, yeah, I think... Again, just what he's achieved in his career in such a short amount of time as well over the last few years and just to, to bounce back from from all the lows that he's been through is, is a testament to his character and, and to his capabilities as a player. So um, really encouraging to hear that. I'm sure, you know, um, him and Ramsdale get on really well. He'll fit in nicely into the group. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, it, it's great. Um, and I look forward to seeing how he does in an Arsenal shirt. I know... Again, he's another name that first came about and Arsenal fans were like, oh, who is this guy? I don't know an awful lot about him. But look, we didn't know what to expect from Ramsdale. We didn't um, know what to expect from Tommy Asu, who we also touched on earlier. You know, we've doubted some of the decisions that were made in the Martinelli summer at the time. Not even Martinelli as well. A few, the unheralded yeah. names have been the ones that exactly. have come to the fore. Exactly. It's, exactly. So it's really important that, you know, whoever we bring in moving forward... You know, we trust the club to get these these players um, um, or identify the right players, bring them through, and we we give them our our full support. So, um, yeah, welcome to the Arsenal, Matt Turner. Even though it's not obviously officially announced our range yet, um, but uh, yeah, no, encouraging to hear those sort of quotes come come from him, and I'm sure he'll do a great job. Yeah, it does look as though that one is all set to just be rubber stamped and go through. And I think, yeah, for the goalkeeping position, I mean, for so long, Arsenal have kind of had a number one with no real competition underneath it. The last time I can really remember two goalkeepers vying for the position properly. I mean, when Emmy Martinez broke through, Bert Leno was injured. Bert Leno, this set, this first half of the season, has kind of known he's on his way out. It's been a bit of a, a wasted season maybe in, in his career he'll look back on. But you kind of go back to the end of the Invincibles time of, of Lehman and Almunia and then Almunia breaking through and that kind of went quite quickly. And when Wojciech Szczesny sort of broke through and Almunia then left the club, maybe one of the big issues with him not realising his potential was not having a more experienced backup goalkeeper really pushing him. And I think for Aaron Ramsdale, it will be really important and and key for him to have someone who quite clearly coming in at at what's Matt Turner, 27, he's going to be in prime years of his career himself, wanting to push on and kick on. He isn't just going to want to be sitting there and just taking the dough on the bench, having already had a career for himself. He will see this as a, a real big 
big opportunity. Before we go, we do want to get into some of your questions and some of the uh, themes in the chat box. Graham's been waiting, waiting patiently and says, uh, if Pepe leaves this summer, would you be tempted to sign Jeremy Doku from Rennes? Available for around £20 million. He's young and exciting and he fits the profile that the club wants. I mean, for, for Belgium in the Euros, he looked absolutely sensational. He's one of these, I suppose, that the numbers and stats don't always give a true reflection of, of what he's done in terms of, of output, but he really does look a, a, a truly exciting player, doesn't he, Chris? Yeah, he does. I remember watching him for Belgium in the Euros, as you said, Guy. You know, um, great technical ability, hard worker, blistering pace. Um, and uh, it was always a threat going forward, created a lot of opportunities. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, he's young, he's, he's talented. He'll obviously be hungry as well um, to impress a club like Arsenal. So, um, yeah, absolutely one to keep an eye on, especially if someone like Pepe does depart. You feel as if we will need another wide player to come in, maybe push the likes of Saka, Smith-Rowe, um, Martinelli too, of course. Um, there's obviously a chance Martinelli might be moved into a more central role. That has been spoken about. So, yeah, lots for Arsenal to think about for lots of different scenarios. And, and Doku would be a great choice, absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see if anything does come off with that one. John says... Uh, my only nagging thought is that by not strengthening even a little, we may fall short of the Champions League, which will affect our ability to make a marquee signing in the summer. Hopefully, we will be OK. Uh, and plenty of chat going around, of course, as you'd expect, about strikers. Kevin saying, I hope Arsenal don't waste time trying to sign Isak because he's so overrated. I have to say, game of opinions, I disagree on that. But says, uh, I would prefer Arsenal going after players like Darwin Nunes, Jonathan David, Raphael Liao, Victor Oshimhen, and uh, or Patrick Schick. I mean, to be honest, it looks as though Arsenal might need more than than one option. And uh, if Kevin can draw up a shortlist like that that quickly, it goes back to my point before that whilst we failed to, to sign Vlahovic in January, why weren't we knocking on the door of, of more of these players? And, and final question then, Chris. Uh, Graham has got back in touch and just asks, did either of us see Osimhen for Napoli against Barcelona last night. Looks frighteningly quick and also looks comfortable at playing as a lone striker. I have to hold my hands up and say I didn't see him. Don't really know a great deal of the player, but uh, from what you hear and read, certainly what Graham's saying there, that would be exactly kind of the, the profile Arsenal are looking for. Yeah, absolutely. I'll hold my hands up as well, Guy, and, and, I, and say I didn't watch any of the game last night and see, see how he got on. But again, he's another player you just constantly hear good things about and I know Bailey from the Arsenal way as well he's a big fan as Osman and uh yeah um he's sort of like a perfect all-round number 9 apparently who's, who's got it all so you know he's got the strength the aerial ability a great finisher great with the ball so um yeah sounds like a, a really ideal option for Arsenal and uh, I know there's been talk of um, a few issues around how Napoli signed him or something like that um, behind the scenes. So they may look to, to offload him in the future for a, a sizable fee if they can. And yeah, obviously um, for a player who, who appears to have all of the qualities to really fit into to the Premier League is one that we should absolutely keep an eye on. But as some of those comments suggested, there's so many names out there, isn't there, Guy, that we could target in the summer. So um, compared to January, which is, again, although I totally agree with your frustrations, Guy, about the lack of activity and the lack of alternative plans that we seem to have in place, January is a very difficult market to work within. And I think come the summer, Arsenal have more of a, 
more flexibility, more freedom to go from plan A to B to C, etc. So uh, I'm confident that we'll uh, we'll have plenty of options on the table. Yeah, I'm with you. I think after the success of the summer window, you can't just completely kind of throw Edu and, and Arteta under the bus as, as saying the, the January window was a complete failure because the previous windows prior to that, we've been absolutely hamstrung in, in trying to negotiate with players due to how bloated the squad is. The squad really now has been cleared of the deadwood and we are ready for the summer in terms of transfers. But still so much to play for this season and so much still to bring you here on the Arsenal way. Just want to say to Manish, thank you very much. As the channel's underrated, absolutely love the content. Big up, lads. Plenty of people working away on the channel, whether that's on screen or behind the scenes. We're closing in on 9,000 subscribers, wanting to get to 10,000 by the end of the season. So please do hit that subscribe button hit the like on the video as well from myself guy and chris thanks for joining us and chris thanks for your time this morning no pleasure as always guy thanks for having me and thank you to everyone who's tuned in this morning and, and got involved with the chat hope everyone has a great day and fingers crossed for three points for the arsenal tomorrow yeah hopefully we will have plenty in the build-up Mikel arteta's press conference we'll have our team predictor and of course immediately after the game our match reaction and all the fallout from the game with brentford as the gunners hope to sting the bees couldn't resist going in with that one anyway thanks for joining us and remember keep following us down the arsenal way.